Hey, what's up, everybody? Well, after months of deliberations, scouting visits, pre-draft interviews, and the workout process himself, the Orlando Magic officially had their man at number 16. His name? Chuma Okiki. And while the rest of the City Beautiful officially got to know him today during a 3 p.m. press conference down at the Amway Center, Chuma sat down with the fellows from the Orlando Magic Pod Squad earlier today. And if I can tell you one thing, Orlando, you're going to love this guy. All right, let's get to it. Hey, this is Aaron Gordon. This is Evan Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Need a new sports podcast? Check out what's new with the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The host of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic Basketball. The Magic Pod Squad has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today. And we're back at it. The Orlando Magic Pod Squad has reunited for a podcast. We haven't done this in a couple of months. It's good to see you guys. Dante Marcatelli, David Steele, Jeff Turner, George Galante, Aaron Berlin, our producer. Uh, Cody Clark is here helping as well. Josh Robbins is right outside the studio eating a salad. Which, which is, is weird, famous. right? It's yes. a little odd. Is that different? It's a little odd. What kind of sandwich do you think? What kind of salad do you think it is? Uh, it's, it's not what I said <laughs> off the air, I don't think. But uh, he's probably got some. He's probably got some croutons in there. Sure. But something he brought in from the outside. It is. Yes. Never, yes. never. You guys aren't. Does not eat any. Purchased very by the Orlando very you think so? I Josh do. is a pillar of health. Yes. Look at him. Well, we've got a health. terrific podcast coming your way. We're going to be one of the first ones to catch up with Chuma Okiki, uh, the first draft pick for the Orlando Magic, 16th overall, and uh, we'll get his thoughts coming up here in a couple minutes. But I, I think, George, more than anybody, you can probably shed some light on to kind of what the scene was like inside the draft room. And, Why? And Why could I shed some well, light? Well, because you were there. You're I was in, there. You're in the room. Jeff and I were down at Harry Buffalo. David didn't want anything to do with us. David shuts his phone off the week leading up to the draft show. I had a big uh, draft party. Just in case party. we might ask him. We had a big draft party at my house. Yeah, we, we packed them in there and watching and listening on the radio to you guys. and uh, Just had a great time. How many people Barbecue. were at the draft? We had were about at the draft? seven. Seven people? Yeah. Does Good. that count Good. the dogs? That counts two dogs. Okay. okay. So that's but, fine. Uh, it was fun. Well, what was since you were listening, what was JT's analysis of It Chuma? was outstanding. Right. Uh, as usual, dead on. <laughs> Because I knew that Jeff had had watched uh, Chuma play a lot Correct. in the SEC, as I watch a lot of SEC yes. basketball. Mm-hmm. We're we're Southeastern Conference kind of guys, and uh, so we you know we we have both had seen him play, liked a lot about him. Well, so so the the pick probably took a lot of people off guard, right? It probably caught and it caught me off guard. Sure, um, he was very highly rated by our guys. I mean, they liked him. For a while, and then obviously the injury happened during the tournament, and I think that's where he probably what he probably fell off everybody's radar a little bit, right? So, you know, the, these guys go, these guys prepare for, you know, nine months for this draft, and they have their own list, and they just go, you know, as the picks are coming off, they're coming off their own board, and they have guys that they're wanting to go to. So I knew it around, you know, a few picks before that he was in play. I, you know, you just didn't know how it was gonna. You don't know how all these are going to play out until you get to the pick, and then and then he's your guy. So there, everybody's excited. Everybody's really pumped to to have Chuma on the team. Do you think that the average fan has any idea of the preparation that an NBA team like the Magic, who may do as thorough of a job as anybody, uh, how how much work goes into preparing for a draft? Do you I think, think fans? No, fans I don't. Have be, any judging idea? by the reaction, why don't you that give, us, why don't you give us some idea? Because I know that you have a lot. You probably have more knowledge of 
Why, what, why, what, why what do goes I into have more? JT well, knows what, the most No, no, knowledge. what did it, to, like... Of anybody the else? The staff, the size of the... <laughs> yeah, of this the, pod like, squad. I think there was, a, there was uh, right, some tweets that went out about there was a lot, the, the, okay, the so table. In, the so in the draft room, room you, have, you obviously have, you have Jeff, John. Is that where you're leading me, David? You just didn't... I just didn't... Yeah, no, 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 that's that's right. Jeff, John, and and Matt Lloyd. Matt Lloyd is really, you know... He, he, he spearheads the whole yeah. thing. I mean, not that Jeff and John aren't, you know, they obviously make the decision and they have the ultimate finals. Jeff has the ultimate final say. Matt Lloyd, a friend of the um, show as well, by the way. We yes. had him on here and he um, gave no indication and, and that a, Okiki might be in play. <laughs> right, no. And he's a listener, good. frequent he's listener. Of frequent yeah. listener, yeah. yes. Do yes, you think he's listening to this one? No question. Matt did a fantastic job. Unbelievable. As good as anybody. He was, he was <laughs> probably the best uh, front office executive in the draft last night <laughs> was Matt Lloyd. But well done. So, you know, so you have Matt and you have Jeff and John. Uh, you have, I would say there's 20 people in our BOPS department all there. You know, you have your medical uh, doctors are there because they have a file on, on each of these guys. And uh, you have a couple of analytic people, uh, analytics people in there, you know. The, and, but there's, uh, everybody has their input. and But it's all, by the time you get to the draft, you know, a lot of the work is done. Now, when the draft is going on, you the phone is ringing and it's, you know, it's a team in front of you. There's, you know, that's looking to move back. There's a team that's behind you that they're calling, looking to move, maybe move up. So those are the type of things that you're, that those guys are fielding as the night is going on. But as far as the work that goes in in preparing the board, I mean, I, you know, I'm not in those meetings when, you know, leading up to the draft. I, I, do, I am lucky enough to be in the room, you know, at times when the pick is being made. And so I, I see what leads up to that. But um, their work is done, but it's a long process. I mean, they, they our scouting department and uh, Matt Lloyd and a couple of other guys in our BOPS department have been up there for a good month meeting and, and preparing their boards. And, and they're set to go once – you know, once Thursday gets here, they're they're ready to go. You know, Okiki was on the radar from high school. I mean, you're talking. You, I, I guarantee you that our people have been watching him right. since he was at Westlake High School in Atlanta. He was a part of the USA Junior program, so you know they saw him there. He's at Auburn for two years, so Mr. you know it's basketball, Mr. Basketball in the state of Georgia. Yeah, right. So um, it's not like this guy just came out of nowhere. And right. is suddenly the 16th pick in the draft. But the crazy thing is that's how these guys are for all. I remember when, mm -hmm. when we drafted Aaron Gordon in 2014, and uh, I asked Matt, like, what did he like best about Aaron Gordon? He just said, he's like, well, he, the guy's a winner. He's like, you trace him back all the way to, you know, and he had him all the way back to ninth grade. Yeah. You know, and so these <laughs> – they're getting looked at younger and younger and younger. And, yeah, I mean, there's files on all these guys that go back to – I mean, I don't know how far they go back. It's a little scary to think how far it goes back. You know, I don't. You can speak to it as a player when you started to know when people were watching you, but maybe times were a little bit different. Yeah, then, I think it's but. different. I mean, there's so much information out now. It's interesting that you guys with Matt. Remember when when he was a guest on our podcast? Um, I, one of us, I think it was David, asked him about the NCAA tournament was coming up, and his point was that by then we already know. Like whether they're good or bad in the NCAA tournament has no bearing on the draft because they've already done so much work um, preparing on these guys. They know them and they know what their skill set is. And I think it's interesting because these guys, the the one and dones or the or two and done, you really need. It sounds like from talking to NBA people, you need you need a five year picture, right? So if you think about 
a guy like Okiki, it's like what David is saying. You know, you've got to go back and look at his AAU, his USA basketball, right. some high school stuff to see where he was. And they've got all that. And so it's a surprise to all of us because maybe they wasn't on our radar. But it's it doesn't surprise me that the homework was done and they were comfortable with drafting um, Okiki. He's been on their radar for a long time. A long yeah. time. So it could be that they're watching the tournament, you know, Matt and Jeff and John and, you know, all of those people that are inside that room and know how high he is on our list. They could be watching the NCAA tournament thinking this guy's exploding and now this could impact other teams. Now, that's not how we approach it, sure, but right. it, could filter, it could factor into his draft status because, you know, on all the mock drafts, you saw him all of a sudden start vaulting up the charts until the until ACL the injury. injury. I, I think our, our people had to have thought that he wasn't going to make it much further past where we, where we were. I know some people were like, oh, well, the guy's not. Why didn't, you know, trade, he's gotta, down? Why didn't yeah. you trade down to, you know, or trade all the way out of the first round, like trade into the upper second round, and you could have had him there. You don't know. You don't know what, you know, and if that's your, you know, if that's your guy and that's the guy that you've had targeted and, you know, it doesn't matter what Andy Katz mock draft looks like or the draft express mock you know like if that's your guy and that's the guy you want at 16 you know you can't take you know what happens if you go oh well i'm going to take the that thought and well he's going to be there and then the oh, celtics yeah, take sure. him at 20 or somebody else takes him at 22 then then you missed out on your guy so i you know i have no problem with if he's what, your what, guy if then. he's your yeah, guy see, that's we've your heard, guy we've heard other uh, we've heard other regimes different organizations say we like this guy but you can't take him at five Devin Booker, great example. Yeah, right. right. He kept slipping, and, you know, a lot of teams, well, you just can't take him. You know, the guy turns out to be Donovan Mitchell, Miles Turner. You just can't take him there. You got to, well, they like him. So take him where, take the guy you like where you pick. Who's the person? I want to know who the person is that says you can't take them there. Like, who who gives a rat? Why is that? Why is that that a thing? I agree. I agree. Makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. This guy in three years has a chance to be the best player in the NBA. But you can't take him at four. Do you think all those people <laughs> thought, you, you know, Draymond Green went 33 or whatever right. it was. So, like, he couldn't go 18? Absolutely. Uh, too high think. to take Draymond Green at 18. Because of his size and the well, fact that he played no, how many, three years yeah. at Michigan, because, Michigan State? Yeah. Because a guy on Draft Express said he shouldn't. Like, yeah. oh, who cares? Like, but that's that, your guy. That's your guy. He was a part of a magical run at Auburn. And we're going to catch him again on the podcast if you're just tuning in here. But uh, we're, we're going to get him and, and kind of break it down, that run that Auburn had. It was fantastic. That unfortunate injury. There's a lot of feelings if he doesn't get injured, he probably doesn't make it to 16. So think about that. If he gets the clean bill of health, which we imagine he will at some time, ready for maybe not this season, but the season after, you got a guy that might have been a lottery pick when he came out. So they gotta they got to let him you know heal and, and come back. But uh, part of a great team, and, uh, and hopefully he has a chance to make the jump to the NBA. He might have been the most outstanding player of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. They lost to Virginia by, that way. by one point right. in the semifinals, 63 to 62, I remember, without him. Do you remember watching? And, and remember, beat, I'm sorry, George, and right. beat a, a, a very good North Carolina team, a Kentucky yeah, team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they um, had to get Virginia there. beat. It was a, it was a Fluke call. mysterious Fluke. foul call at the yeah. end that cost them the game. But. but I remember watching that North Carolina game when he got hurt, and you're thinking – Wow, that Auburn's in trouble They're now down. because yeah. they lost him. Like, and you know they they rallied around that a little bit, but mm-hmm. you know he was playing so well. We're going to talk with him about that. About that. I'm going to give experience. up my seat so he yeah, can so, so he, he can, can sit because it's I haven't met him yet, so I feel like it's awkward for the PR guy to interview the guy that 
I'm bringing so around. I think that's so. great. I think that's magical. I think it, no, I think I it, it immediately shows him all the hats <laughs> that you can wear, right? All the skills. No, the I don't need that. I don't need him to see that hat yet. I like JT, him to be the, surprised later. Set the scene for everybody what uh, what Harry Buffalo was like last night when we made the pick. We do a draft show on our flagship 96.9 <laughs> yeah. just to speak into what you guys are saying. Fans not maybe knowing much about Okiki. That was certainly was the case. We we actually had a good crowd at Harry we Buffalo did. last did. night, and um, people, people were getting into it. As and, and as we were getting closer and closer to the pick, there was energy right. in the room. I'm like, well, this is this is pretty cool. We had the Blue Crew out there. Yeah, they were right. throwing T-shirts. We had Let's Go Magic, the chant going and everything. And then the commissioner steps <laughs> to the podium and announces the pick, and. I thought something was wrong with my headset because it got very quiet. Like, you know, I mean, there was a, there was Uh-oh. there was no noise in the no room reaction. because I think everybody it was it was just unexpected. So well, you read and you see yes, exactly. And, and so we think we know, but credit this group. If yeah. this was the guy and the plan all along, I agree. Whoever they liked before it was gone. This day and age, for none of that to leak, that, that none of this, none of us. Sniffed a whiff of this right leading up to the draft. Yeah. NBA insiders, right? right? Nobody had it. Woj didn't even have this one. I don't right. think no, so. Not till it was yeah. done. So it's uh, it's amazing. Hey, you know, were any of you guys in the uh, the old Amway Arena in 1993 when, when Pat Williams Penny. stood up and, and announced the uh, the trade? Were you there? I mean, I was there that night. I've seen lots of video of it, and it was bad. It was ugly. Right. And fans couldn't understand how you could not take Chris Webber, who was Penny Hardaway, right? a kid from Memphis, and nobody knew who he was. Chris Webber was, you know, one of the Michigan great uh, Fab Five guys, and that one turned out pretty well. What if the that so is that was so? Are you brand. going there now? Is that like? No, I'm just saying you that penny. So we got. I mean, are, <laughs> yeah. o- and three first. Okiki and, and this, Penny. No, or? no, no, no. I'm just saying that. Not necessarily. The fans don't always know. No, that's what, right. What, what, what we don't know. always. Know. We don't always. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody, nobody knows. knows. Could you imagine? Knows. Could you imagine if New Orleans and New York did the trade that we did twenty yeah. something years ago? They trade Zion to New York. For R.J. Barrett and three first-round picks, like the people in New Orleans would, or people in New York would have lost their minds. Mm-hmm. That's a similar right? scenario. So it's isn't the it? same thing, right? Yeah. Is that same? Well, not the same thing, but it's close. Chris Webber was yeah, pretty really good. Regarded. Yeah, yeah, was a very good player. Yeah. Well, before we get Okiki, and we'll ask him this, but what do we know about him? What do we know? What kind of an impact can he have on this team? You can't imagine he's going to yeah. play this year, but when he's eventually healthy and back, what what, what do the Magic have? I, I I liked his ability to, to really spread the floor. I, I just like big guys that can do a lot of different things. Um, and I think that's the way the league is going. You know, obviously shoots the ball well. We saw that in the tournament. Um, but what I saw, I saw him in person um, at, at Vanderbilt uh, during the All-Star break. And um, just, just very fluid. Just, you know, kind of unassuming. He's just one of those guys that just – you know, he didn't have the flash of Harper and Brown, but, you know, just a guy that was out there, tough rebounder. You know, gets keeps balls alive, um, loved the way he ran the floor. And physically, I, you know, he's he's put together, you know. And um, so, I, you know, that struck me at the time that this is a guy I thought, you know, could be in the league someday. Um, certainly never thought, you right, know, true. this was going to happen. But, you know, and I think it's like all of us, when you see a guy go down with the injury – I know what the process is. I've been there, right? I know what the recovery process, uh, the rehab process on that is. So it's almost like, well, he's a year away, you know, and um, 
really hadn't even thought about him even being in the draft, to be honest with you, because right. I was thinking on down the road with him, knowing that he's 10 to 12 months out. So, um, But, I, again, I, I saw him in person. I was impressed with him then. And then all of us got a chance to watch him uh, in the tournament. And, uh, you know, David, I know you and I, we watched the SEC tournament and his run – through that, especially the uh, the win against Tennessee was just, which I love, by the way, um, <laughs> <laughs> was he, very he, impressive. He, he, he abused Grant Williams yes. in that SEC championship game. It's a tough guy he to was, abuse. Yeah, I mean, he was much better in that one game. He was uh, he was terrific. Grant's a terrific player too. I think he's going to be very good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's a, uh, you know, it's like you said. I, I had forgotten about him really yeah. because of the injury. I figured, you know, that's a, a torn ACL and. Figured that there wouldn't be a lot of teams that would go there. But, you know, when you look at this magic situation, they're looking to accumulate good players, and they're not in a hurry. Look what they've done with Jonathan Isaac to allow him to develop. And he had some ankle injuries his, his rookie year. Mo Bamba last year, very cautious with him and his leg injury. And Markel Fultz, uh, you know, another guy, another young, talented player that they're being very cautious with. And now we got another talented guy, another guy that – down the road is going to help you win basketball games, but we're going to have to be patient. I you know why I'm okay with it? Giannis Adetokounmpo, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet. DeLon Wright. DeLon Wright, Malcolm Brogdon. Look at the track record. Track they've track earned it, right? They've yeah, earned absolutely. our trust, yeah, I think, absolutely. based on what they've done in the no past. Question. and. Uh, so I think we got to go with it. No question about that. I, I think it's interesting, Dante. We talked about this on air and Aaron last night. That you know, I think our fans are looking as like oh, we reach this level. We want to add one more person or another person to the rotation. Well, we talked about it on air. The reality is. We didn't have Mobamba during our run at the end. We didn't point. have Markel Fultz. We're projecting to add those two guys, hopefully, to the crew that we had last year that made the run. That's pretty good. And 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 I feel like if 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 Jeff and John are willing to go out and take a guy like Okiki and be patient with him, they've got a lot of confidence in those other two guys True. that they're going to be healthy and add. Um, to the mix, especially if you don't draft a guard. You know, everybody thought, oh, we need a guard. We're going to take a, a two-way player and everything. Well, maybe that speaks to their level of confidence uh, in, in Markel's recovery and what he's going to be able to get. I'm just speculating, but it, it sure. could be that. And Markel's definitely a part of their plan moving yeah. forward as far as, the, like, the young core, like you said. Like he, Jeff said it last night that, the, the, you know, those are your guys that, you know, if you look at the, the young core, mm -hmm. Fultz, Bamba, Gordon, Isaac – Okiki, like that's a pretty decent, you know, core that you're you're gonna move forward with, and you don't know what's gonna happen in free. You know, these right. next couple weeks here are gonna be oh, really man. interesting. You know, you know, do, do we get to have Vooch back? Do we get to have T. Ross back? Uh, do we add somebody different sure. that is, you know, uh, uh, you know, I don't even know, you know, who who those people would be, but uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what this team looks like. Don't you? I know. <laughs> I, I know. He would I, tell I, us I, anyway. You know, you know what we can't do? We can't fall into the trap, too, of we've got Aaron, we've got Isaac, we've got Mo. We don't need another we, forward. We don't need another forward, yeah. right? I mean, they ex explain why it's just important to have an asset and have a piece that can you need you play with those guys. You've got to have as many guys as possible. Toronto you know? proved that, right? Absolutely. And they had a great player, and then they had a lot of good players. Absolutely. That's why they won the championship. Right. You want no – you know, you want as little drop-off as possible when right. you get to that – second group and you know moving forward you got to think that if you just keep adding these nice assets you know it's it's okay you can get you can get guards 
in other places. Like I said, you don't know what free agency is going to bring. You don't know. You don't know who's coming back. You don't. You, know, you just don't know. So we'll, it'll be it'll be a better better shakeout in the next couple of weeks. We'll have a better idea of what our team's going to look like going into next. Don't season. you think that as and, and I consider us fans as we get caught in the moment of now. Whereas I, I really think that, that Jeff and John know where they're going with this, right? They've yeah. got a big picture view of this thing. And, you know, they're, they're seeing things out on the horizon, you know, about what things could be. The Toronto example, I think, is pretty interesting. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and talking with Jeff, Dante and I had a chance to talk with Jeff a few weeks ago. And it, it, it's interesting, he made the point, is like Kawhi, they don't get Kawhi in Toronto if they don't have – Jakob Pertl to add to right. the to the deal with with DeRozan. With DeRozan. Correct. Right. Just having that asset and a need San Antonio had allowed them to get that. And and there was, you know, there might have been some debate in that Toronto war room whether or not to take Pertl, mm-hmm. um, but they saw him as an asset, right. a, a guy that can be a long-term player in the league, uh, and they turned him in you know, part of him into Kawhi Leonard. That's pretty good. So the assets are important. So we're going to turn these guys forward. into Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking that's about. You never awesome. know. I love it. I'm all in Well, if that. David can go Okiki, Hardaway to Okiki, then I can certainly go uh, <laughs> go the other direction. I told Joel, you know to, come, I told Joel wow. to come get me, but instead yeah. of that, he decided to make a scene and knock the hangar over. I don't really know what's happening. Now, do you have to go? or do you, or I prob- you, that probably, probably should go. That I was a sign. Can you explain how he got He looks like he's going to be number three. He's going to be number three. I guess he wore five at Auburn and, and Mo Bamba wears five here so that you know they talk with him after the draft after we pick him and he talks with everybody and then you know it's like okay like what number do you want to wear and here's what here's what's available to you nice. you know and then he kind of goes through you know I think he asked for five first and five wasn't available and then three we're at three so we landed on three okay well go so, meet Chuma and uh, all right look forward to meeting him here I'm gonna give him my too. seat here in a minute yeah you so got it. he's Bring gonna him have in a lot, here. Huh? he's gonna have a lot more to say than I do so. Bring him in here we just go get him just go right through well, Joel just, and just, grab him right now I wish there was video with that that was ridiculous Joel Glass that was quite a stunt that it really was he made noise he made a scene knocked over Josh Robbins salad really an embarrassment it really was what a kind of would you? Is it fair to say that he kind of shamed George? Coming <laughs> I think so, right? Is that kind of just in front of us though? And now to the tens of people that listen to the podcast on the Pod Squad. Do you think that we had more people at Harry Buffalo that actually listened to this podcast? <laughs> Boy, that, that's a good question, that's a good Dante. Question, right? That's good what's the over under on that? No, Aaron's shaking his Aaron head. Aaron says no. no. So there's a much bigger following. Well, I was, right, well, we had a good crowd at Harry did. Buffalo. We had a good crowd. Yeah. Let's bring. Uh, Chuma Okiki here in just a moment. And now it's our pleasure to welcome in the newest member of the Orlando Magic. He is Chuma Okiki of Auburn, and it's our pleasure to, to meet you and welcome to Orlando. And first of all, I guess we'll start by saying congratulations. And what were your thoughts last night? Now you're in the NBA and you're part of the Orlando Magic. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Um, it's just a great feeling, you know. It only like, I don't know, I haven't really grasped it yet, but um, it's just a real blessing to be here. You know, I'm happy to be here and just ready to work now. Well, take us. So, where were you last night? And take us through how you found out and kind of set the scene for us. How you found out you were coming to Orlando? Um, well, actually, I didn't even get a call, you know. But um, I was at my house, and um, I don't know. Somehow, my family found out before me, and then they just called me into the kitchen, and um, um, you know, I just walked in there, and then next thing you know, Adam Silver called my name, and. Um, and everybody just went crazy, like it was an arena in there or something. <laughs> oh, so you didn't even, they, how did they find out? Did they say? Did you? I don't know. I think they said something about, it was on Twitter or something before they announced it, but 
I don't know how they found out. I think that was it. But you had spoken with members of the front office. You had a history with uh, this franchise. You had a feeling that they liked you going yeah. into the draft, correct? Yeah. What, what was your experience like with them? Um, it was a, it was a real good experience. You know, I came down here on the visit, and um, and um, um, they were just telling me how much they liked me. They liked me a lot. You know, they liked my personality, um, how I carry myself, and um, and um, they was real cool people too. So, you know, it was just it was just real. It was just real fun. You're the same high school class as uh, Mo Bamba. Mm -hmm. Did you know Mo coming up through the high school ranks? I know you were you were two of the higher recruited players in in, in the country at that mm -hmm. time. Um, I knew him a little bit, but I didn't really know him like that. You know, we played against each other on the AAU circuit, but um, I knew he was a real cool dude, real nice dude. Um, you know, we we would like. I didn't really know him like, but we were, I I knew him like we'll say what's up and what's up and but like, yeah. I didn't really know him like that. So David and I are big SEC fans. He's yep. uh, he, he's a Georgia Bulldog, and, and I'm a Vanderbilt Commodore and everything. So we watched a lot of your games and everything. And so we've been talking about um, your skill set and everything. But I think for the, the folks listening, tell us from in your own words, what are you bringing to this Orlando Magic team? Um, I think I bring a lot of versatility. You know my ability to um, take guys off of the, off of the dribble if I have to, or post smaller defenders up on me. Um, also on the defensive end, I feel like I can guard multiple positions, um, guard guards or big men, um, rebounding, and uh, nobody will ever have to question like my hard work or how hard I'm playing out there because that's just that's just me. I just always go out on the court and just play hard. Now we watched the tournament very closely. All of us did, and. Uh, uh, just a, a horrible injury that you you uh, you incurred uh, in the NCAA tournament, but uh, it looks like you're doing very well on your rehab. Jeff is a guy that has been through very similar situations, so maybe JT, you give him a little advice on coming back from <laughs> from the injury, huh? Don't don't come back too quick. Now yeah. I, know, I know that the great thing about this organization is they won't rush you, but. Uh, many years ago, I'm a lot lot older than you. I did the same thing, and so you will go through some highs and lows if you haven't already. Mm -hmm. um, but I did it in six months. I was back on the court in six months. I mm -hmm. would not recommend that because I wasn't ready. But I just, uh, my you know, competitors, right? We yeah. want to be on the court and right. everything. But get your knee right, get your body right, because you got bright future ahead of you. Yeah, thank you. That's all I've been hearing. Really, just don't rush it. You know, it's all a long process. Like you said, we're gonna have some up and downs, but um, I feel like my um, my mind is strong enough to to take everything that's coming to me. And so far, I've been doing good, especially with all the support that I've been getting from like everywhere, from Auburn to my family to people who I don't even know. Like everybody just supporting me, so it's all just been like a bad experience, but at the same time, one of the best experiences too. So, you know, everybody just keeps saying I'm going to come. How's that range of motion coming? Pretty good? That's the yeah, hard part, getting through that scar tissue. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> that was that was the first month was painful. No These no guys idea. in the room, they don't know. You and I, we know. That's the tough part. You know, I, I want to hear your story about how you were, you were injured and you were in the hotel room and your teammates were playing Kentucky <laughs> for the opportunity to go to the Final Four. And yeah. you must have been just, you know, dying to be there, but mm. you were in a lot of pain. So you, you were unable to get to the arena, but then yeah. something changed. Tell us that story about what happened Yeah, the um, team was playing Kentucky. Yeah, so, you know, um, that following morning I was in a lot of pain, but, like, it was, like, weeks before the weeks before the injury happened, I had this dream. I told my teammates about this, too. But I had this dream, like, I was watching the game, 
through the TV, and we was losing. Like, we was about to get blown out. And when I was watching the game, we was about to get blown out, and it's crazy. It's crazy, but. That was happening. You were yeah. sitting in the room watching. It's what, like 30, my dream was coming true. Point, and Kentucky's winning by five wow. at the half. Yeah, so I couldn't. I just couldn't let my dream come true, really. <laughs> so for those I, that don't know, you made your way over there. Yeah. How did so. you How did you pull that off? Because you, you had no intention of going to the arena, right, mm, for mm, the second half of the game. How did yeah. you pull that off? Um, I just saw, like, we was just starting to lose. And um, I had a feeling that I just thought about that dream that I just said, th um, talked about. And um, I just couldn't let that happen. And I know me showing up would get them an extra boost, too, at the same time. And um, that did, you know, when I walked in, you know, our crowd got hype. You know, teammates came over and dapped me up. And that just gave everybody more energy, and, you know. They just did it for me, and that was just like. How'd you get great. to the arena? Did you call ahead? Oh Somebody no! Coming, you can't yeah. get an Uber. Or not. Just, yeah, it's an NCAA tournament game going to the final yeah. four. We can't. Nobody can just knock walk on the in. door. Yeah, you must have. You must have. Somebody pulled some strings. Yeah, um, I actually called. I um texted my um my PT, my our um trainer, our athletic trainer. And like he got a um, escort for me, for me and my family to come from the hotel. A police so you escort. show up. There's like 13, 14 minutes left in the game. And did your teammates know at halftime that you were coming? Did they did they get a message that you were on your way? Um, I think I think our coach did tell them that I was coming, but yeah, I think they didn't know I was coming. Can they, you have a Chuba, Can you have a dream that I hit the lottery? Can you do that? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> can't control Chuba's dreams. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Arguably, <laughs> some of the best stories in the NCAA was Virginia, was Texas Tech, because they had never been there and mm -hmm. didn't have a chance to win. I think all of our one of our favorite stories was Auburn. That, that was as good a story as there was in college basketball. And again, unfortunate with the injury, because I don't have any doubt you guys would have won the whole thing. You almost yeah. did anyway. Yeah. How much pride do you take in that year? And just take us through that magical run that you guys had all the way to the Final Four. Um, it's a lot, a lot of pride, you know, just because, you know, we made Auburn, we made history at Auburn, you know, some something that's never been done there before. And that's part of the reason why um, me and the other guys came to Auburn, so we can make history, put Auburn back on the map as a basketball school. And um, I felt like we did that. So, you know, every the, the moment was just crazy. Like, that whole season was just fun. We had a fun run. You know, we were just out there playing basketball, playing together, just having fun. How about your games? When did it start to click for you? He's a Vanderbilt guy, so he loves what you did to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That, that matchup right? with Grant Williams in the <laughs> SEC championship game was right. – you, yeah. you did pretty well in that one. Thank you. Yeah, I did. Just take us through when, when did things start yes, to click? Yes, you did. You, yes, you, you did. did. You had a great couple of games up until that injury. You were really clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like the confidence my, um, my teammates was giving me, um, the confidence my coaching staff was giving me, and also just me just staying in the gym a lot. And that was also just building my confidence up too. So um, that was really that was really it right there. Your teammates describe you as a guy at Auburn, uh, a guy that pretty humble and um, don't try to take the spotlight, don't try to do too much. You defer to your teammates a lot. Apparently they are often encouraging you to be a little more assertive on the court. Is that uh, what does that speak to you know to your personality and how you see yourself as a team player? Um, I just like I just see, I just see myself like as an unselfish player really. I just want everybody on the team to get better. I know that if everybody on the team getting better, then that's just a better chance for us to win, a better chance for us to bring championships back to Auburn and make history like we did. And where does that come from? Is that a family thing? Is that you innately? <laughs> your your humility, your work ethic. Where does all that come from? Um. I don't know. I, it probably come from my mom, or 
because you know she an unselfish lady too. You know she sacrificed a lot for us to, um, especially for me to get get to where I am now. And um, growing up, I didn't really have I didn't really have a lot, so I felt I know how it feels to not like to want something and to not have it. So I I just I really don't want anybody else to feel that way either. So I feel like that translates to on the court too. You know. I'm not I'm not a selfish guy off, outside of court either, so I feel like that translates. Hey, guys, uh, same high school, Westlake in Atlanta, as Cam Newton. Yes, that's right. So could be someday the most famous athlete out of Westlake High School, Atlanta, <laughs> right? I mean, you, you got some work to do, but yeah. that, that's your goal, huh? Uh, um, yeah, that will be crazy if I, if I become more – I don't, I don't know. I don't think that'll happen. No. It's Cam Newton. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I let Magic fans know, like, what, is there a, this day and age of positionless basketball, you don't have to pigeonhole yourself to one position, but is there a hmm. position you prefer? Is there a, what, what what will you be on the floor, and do you prefer any certain position? Um, I, No, I really don't prefer a certain position. You know, um, growing up, my every team I played on, they always had me at different positions, and I feel like that's also where my versatility comes from. You know, um, I, I really wasn't a player to, like, a coach put me out of five and complain, like, I'm not a five, I'm not a five. I'll just go out there and play. So, like, you know, that position, i just go out there and play. i just go out there and play hard. And I feel like that would just take me where it takes me. Have you heard from Charles Barkley? Recently? No, I haven't. Recently, how about that? Did you have before? <laughs> you heard during the oh, tournament? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he used yeah. to he used to come um, after the games and talk to the team. You know, like after the loss to after we lost to Kentucky at home, he came to talk to the team after that game. So, yeah, that was it. Not only his game, but the kind of person he is. There's a lot to like about Chumo Kiki. You can see no why Jeff and John went this way. So, <laughs> thank you. Congrats, uh, welcome to Orlando, and uh, we can't wait to see you when it's time. Yes, get back out there on the floor, Jim. Unfortunately, you'll see a lot of all of it. Yeah. Not always a good thing. That'll get you back quicker. Yeah. Thanks, Chuba. Thank you. Thank you for having me.